I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I was recording that. Damn. (laughs) Wow. I hate myself so much. Why? I just don't like. I just. I. I feel like I haven't been in the groove for the last like eighty episodes. Yeah. You know. I like. There was. I am disappointed in myself. If anybody could find the one episode where Andy was in the groove, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, clip it and uh, send it to us, that would be great. I, you know, for a person with. No musical ability. I felt like I was quite promising for a couple of episodes back there. You know, I was like, oh, this guy's doing something interesting in a way that's almost like outsider art. You know, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't satisfy me in any of the ways that music should, but I'm, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still intrigued. Yeah, well, you know? I think, I think that's, that's probably also what I am. I don't have any musical anything. I'm just... I'm just doing it very confidently, but also maybe just hitting a rhythm a little bit more. You keep telling me, Alistair, hitting a rhythm's part of it. But, <laughs> I mean, when I get, get this and mm. I sort out my f- new form of yeah. music that doesn't involve rhythm sure. at all. I just thought that music was <laughs> – there was some form of organization to the sound. And I think that's the only thing that separates it from ambient noise. Your music is like a library, right? Yeah. Whereas my music is more like a fire – yeah. Made out of burning books about libraries. I like that, Andy. Okay. That's really good. <laughs> um. Alistair, Harry's um, uh, bringing you this show today. Really? Yeah. yeah. They're That's bringing great. you this show like it's a special offer shaving pack that you get for free when you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank. Well, what would be in this pack say well i mean i'll go into the exact details later on in the show but for the time being suffice to say you've got a weighted ergonomic handle you've got a five blade razor with a shave uh, you know a special little shaving uh, fine detail bit on that's, the other that's side an extra razor for getting up under your nose getting that's in up. there you get uh, the soothing shaving cream which i keep telling them they've got to make it edible because i want to eat it mm-hmm. uh you get your little travel case that alistair I know it's changed your life. Absolutely. And uh, I was one way, and then I put my razor blade into a travel case, and then I was another way. Precisely. Yeah. Right? That's what change sounds like. You you looked around, and everything was the same, and yet somehow different. Mm. And you realized on that day, that was the day that you finally became a man. With a travel case on his razor. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Alistair, if you were to just guess a number, how much do you think that you would pay, or, uh, that all this would be worth? You know, oh. all this stuff I've listed to you that you get in the Harry's special offer. 
look, Andy. I couldn't put a number on it since the value of it seems uh, immeasurable. Okay, well, if you were to compare it to, say, a moment from your life. Yeah, okay. Uh, I suppose the time my dog was born. (laughs) That was one of the most beautiful moments in my life. I was there. I was present for the birth. For the birth. Yeah. We had bought Um, it off the plan. (laughs) The blueprints. The blueprints, yeah. 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 We called him Blue. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Yeah, well, there's $13 worth of stuff that you get for nothing. So, harrys.com forward slash think tank. I'll tell you more about it later on in the program. Okay, great. I'm looking forward to it. Before the show, Alistair, we were talking about a sketch. Sure. Hello, everybody. This is Two in the Think Tank, the podcast where we come up with five sketch ideas. Before the show, we were talking about a sketch. Everything is is wrong this episode. We did the music before the ad. Yeah, I like that, Andy. The music wasn't music. I think that's going to get us into a a, a different rhythm today, which is going to lead to some great creative things. We did the soul-crushing introspection before we'd come up with any sketch ideas. Yeah, and we're about to bring in an outside idea as our first sketch idea. It's (laughs) topsy-turvy. Anyway, outside sketch idea... It's uh, you, you, you mentioned uh, smoggles that are like goggles but allow you to smell underwater. That's right. So they're just a, go- they're a single, like a monocle goggle for your nose. <laughs> Wait, they're not, they're not bi- binocle? Like they're not binary? There's not two? Oh, I suppose One they for could, each nostril, right? I guess they, I just pictured it going over the whole nose. Oh, but... sure, but you want to be able to smell how far away something is as well as... Oh, yeah, but I think, man, the fact that it covers your whole nose doesn't uh, preclude it from being able to uh, sure, sure, sure. You know, judge distance with your nose. It's just that I feel that when you're introducing a new product, mm. uh, you've got to allow for there to be future improvements on that product, like removing the whole nasal sort of triangle casing. Yes. And then eventually just so that you just have essentially two nose plugs, nostril plugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's wh- where we're going to go maybe three in three generations. Yeah, so we this. want to be able to continue to upsell new iterations as mm. more and more people come back for the smoggle experience. Yeah, that's right. But then the other one that made me laugh even more was mm. for eating underwater. That's right. It's a, the mouth goggle yeah. or, the, or, the, or the moggle. The moggle. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the color I guess noggle. the idea is that it would kind of look a bit like a sort of a horse feed bag. Maybe it's like somewhere between a horse feed bag mm. and that thing that Homer puts his hands through yeah, so that he absolutely. can so he can handle the uh, the uranium or the you know the plutonium or whatever he's the the the, the spent uh, well, I'm, I'm saying almost uh, to go to with another Simpsons thing, mm. like the aliens. What are they called? Kang, Krang, and yeah. Kane, or whatever they're called. K- Kodos. Kodos. Krang. Right. The thing that they have their entire heads in. Yeah. Which is like a kind of a big. Ru- it's got. Looks like it's got a rubber ring around the bottom, big glass thing. Yeah. Just that, but just for over your mouth. Yeah, it probably goes over your chin as well, so you can just get that nice seal yeah. around the whole area. Yeah, you can and, move and so your you jaw. can still chew. Right? Yeah. And then uh, we also have in the sides, that's where we've got the Homer Simpson style hands. rubberized things, but they're not hands. You've got a knife and a fork, right? Yeah, and then great. you can just put whatever you want into the, the glass trough. Yeah. Uh, your noodles. Yeah, plate of spaghetti. Your focaccias. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe, you know, sort of nachos. Nachos. And I think. Do you I, think that whatever it is is in a bowl that's on a kind of a gimbal so that you can. What's a gimbal? A gimbal is like 
or like a gyroscopic thing so that whichever way you're mm. facing, it always remains horizontal. I think that would be really nice. That's really exciting. Yeah. You can eat like in almost any orientation. Absolutely, yeah. And so you think about that, you can go caving, mm-hmm. underwater mm-hmm. caving. You could be eating there. Um, you could be – I mean, I think this would be perfect for sort of those um, – you know those like travel tours mm. where it's a whirlwind tour of Europe. You're doing 12 days and you're yes. visiting Europe. You're cramming it in. You're cramming it, cram, cramming it in. You're somewhere in Greece mm-hmm. near one of the islands, right? Yeah. I think Mykonos. Only, Mykonos, Set there you island? go. It's beautiful, you know, like bright blue water. Mm. Uh, the Mediterranean seems, Sea. The Mediterranean Sea. You're floating. You're up high. You got salt, you know, weighing, holding, playing into the buoyancy of your body. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you've got a huge gyro that you're eating with a knife and fork. Yes, like that. and it's and, on a gyroscope. And because you don't have time to, to both go to a, a gyro stand mm-hmm. and get that full experience and to go s- snorkeling or scuba diving or whatever. It's all in there together. It's all in there together. You've got, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously. This, can we this, call it forkling? I think so. Yeah, I think fork- Sp- sporkling. Sporkling, great. Because I think I think that's that. Yeah, you've got sporks. You've got a couple of sporks it's a couple of in sporks, there. The ones with the with the blade on the, the side blade as on well. The side, exactly. And so it's two. Yeah, that way it it, it accounts for left and right handed people as well. Because, Beautiful. Because if you were to if you were to do fork and knife, yes. then then these left handed people would be. Uh, discriminated against. And that goes against everything that the sporkling tour of Europe yeah. <laughs> represents. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and, and it's just nice that you don't have to stop eating anymore. Yes. You know? We can graze. And in that way, we'll be a lot like a, a dugong or a manatee who look like mm. they have a wonderful existence. They're under the water slowly paddling between the, the, the seagrass but right. obviously we can't breathe or eat underwater normally, but we can do that. But now you'll be eating bolognese. Yeah. Bolognese, yeah. Bolognese. Bolognese. Um, I guess it, those, those creatures aren't that dissimilar from uh, a man with eternal life floating through space. You yes. Know, until he reaches another planetary system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, just, uh, just waiting. But that plus seagrass. Yeah, yeah, instead of planetary systems. Yeah, I mean, but... No, but they're just like like they're life. I mean, I guess for them, the planetary systems are life experiences. Oh, okay. You know? <laughs> uh, so the commonality is really is the floating. The floating, yeah. Just the. <laughs> I mean, just the not doing much. You know, they're not doing much and kind of just. Uh, I think they're slowly becoming extinct or something like that. You know, probably. Uh, well, I mean, they're not doing much to stop it, are they? Yeah. Um. I look. Uh, we didn't discuss this earlier when we were talking about the the smuggle or the um or the 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 sporkling yeah. uh, new product, but uh, the idea of maybe making one for the military mm. that would work both sort of let's say you, let's say your your <laughs> battalion gets hit with mustard gas yes right it's a gas mask it's a gas mask but with- while you're you know barely surviving mm-hmm. through it why not live a little you know inside there is we could get a, a guest a guest chef yeah to design meals for this experience so even if you even if let's say the skin that is exposed to the to the gas is burning and things bubbling like bubbling away um the other thing that's burning is that beautiful creme brulee yes you know is <laughs> the a, crust on that the, mm. Mm. 
like that, and you crack it and crack it with your spork. Yeah, with your spork. <laughs> You're having a good time. And it... well, I mean, gas masks. What do they do? They protect you from a toxic outside atmosphere, mm. and they allow you to stay alive. Yeah. But I would say that they don't allow you to truly live. Yeah, or thrive. You know, to thrive, yeah. indeed. So I want a mask that's big enough to incorporate mm. a an entire experience that gives you a quality of life mm. that, you know, maybe even greater than what you had before. And this isn't just for the military anymore, no, Alistair. No, no, no. This is for the dystopia we're all going to be living in That's in the future right. where the atmosphere is toxic. Mm-hmm. And we see this depicted in popular media and we're supposed to think, oh, look at those poor children mm-hmm. trudging to school in their, uh, their gas masks because right. of what we did to the planet. Yeah. But... If that gas mask was just a bit bigger, a mm. bit roomier, enough to incorporate a small... It's a rumpus room. It's Absolutely. It's a it's whole... It's a rumpus mask. Absolutely. There's a there's a billiards table in there. There's, yes. You know, like in, in, in some form. In some form with little levers. You know you, what? You could probably play billiards with a spork. Why doesn't the spork, mm-hmm. as well as having the fork bits, yeah. the, na- on the, the knife back on the side, on not the back, the back end because you can't turn it around because to get it into the thing. Well, but one of I the, feel like that's a thing that they could somehow work in. One of the tines of the fork yeah. it just has one of those little pads on the end oh, and it's nice. chalked up. Yeah, so that's... you can also be playing billiards. So it just sticks up above the others and prevents you from really <laughs> exactly <laughs> piercing. <laughs> Makes all your food a bit chalky. Now, while we're talking about... Uh, yes. Luxury beyond our wildest dreams mm, that mm. Um, that one day will seem crazy that anybody lived without. Um, yes. Wouldn't I reckon be... in there also there's a little couch for your chin. Oh, that'd be nice. Sort of like the one on a violin. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice that they get that. I don't know why they don't make those sort of for like... For everybody. Yeah. Why do you have to have... A... Why is this only violinists who get this experience? Mm, yeah. Where all the rest of us supporting our heads. What about a suit? Mm. Right, that while you're wearing it, sort of, it, it could just look like one of these like bomb, bomb detonator suits, like yes. you know, anti detonator yes. or diffuser or whatever they do. Mm-hmm. Do they detonate the bombs? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they're going to put on the suit to go detonate the bomb? Anyway, it's nice they're dressing up. What about a water slide suit? Mm. You know, so you're in the suit, yes. and there's just water rushing down <laughs> your back like that, and 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 there's something in there that I think maybe affects your adrenaline and makes you feel like you're falling. It's got. A, we, I'm surely we've got vertigo. We've already got vertigo. We've, that's some sort of inner ear condition. That's happened years ago. Years ago, and what have we done with this technology? Nothing. Nothing. So it's just. It's essentially the water slide. Is so it's on your back. But the water that's really moving is the one in your ear. Yeah. It's essentially you've just got like a little, you know, that that, that little ball inside a, a Guinness can, the widget mm. or whatever they call it. Yeah, they call like, it a widget. Yeah, and so they put it in there, and it's and it does something to the flow of the liquid, so that you know. Anyway, it's essentially a little ball like that that you just put inside the ear, yes. where the liquid is that tells that, that helps with your balance. <laughs> Like that, and it just moves your water around in the right way. It's, it's essentially like it's closer to like a paddle steamer, a little paddle turbine thing. of some kind. Yeah, an in-ear water slide. Yeah. Why don't we have this? Yeah, and like you know, wet back, obviously. But I you mean, know, that water can just be recycled. As soon as it gets down to your ankles, yeah, you it pump can just that back yeah, up pump again. It back up, so that's just <laughs> you're one man water fountain. It could even be pumped by your feet, you know, because you're just walking along, mm. going about your business. Yeah. People don't realise. I think if this doesn't have to be a full body suit as well. No. This could be just done with a oh, regular outfit. Like a cape. If we've got an inner ear thing, exactly. If we've got an inner ear thing yeah. that just goes into your ear, that's hidden. That's like they've got hearing aids for that now. Yeah. 
you know, that they can't be seen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's doing that part. Yeah. And then you've got uh, little pumps in the bottom of soles of your feet. You've got pipes running up the inside of your trousers, yeah. squirting out into your collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And the great. water's going around yeah. and around. You're, everywhere you go, I'm in a water slide. You know, you know what would be... I'm not really here. <laughs> I'm To me, I'm in the... I'm I'm on the Gold Coast. This is my virtual reality. Queensland, Australia. Yeah. I'm at Wet and Wild right now. I'm just falling right yeah. now. <laughs> just experiencing... I'm spinning out of control at any moment. I'm just experiencing the constant pleasant feeling of falling. Utter disorientation. <laughs> Screaming no longer has to be your just a just a sometimes state. Absolutely, it, it, screaming isn't just for uh, those going through a, some sort of psychotic episode mm. and newborn children. Now, if you were to add to this, because I think it's these foot pedals that got me thinking. Mm. Uh, foot pedals are also used in a one-man band <laughs> scenario. <laughs> You know, for getting the big drum going and things like that, right? Maybe a tambourine, maybe some knee tambourines, things like that. Now, if that person was also (laughs) just on the street doing a one-man band show, they'd be making money. So so now they're getting paid to go water sliding. (laughs) I get paid to go water sliding, kids. 24 hours a day. So is this this guy at careers day? Kids, how would you like to get paid to go water sliding? <laughs> and now maybe he's selling it as a franchise. That's right. He's, he's invented this and he's selling it. He's like, fuck. It's any time a franchise goes bust, Alistair, yeah. and it's always some fucking thing where like, <laughs> oh, we'll deliver homemade dog food to your workplace mm-hmm. or something like that. And wherever, and all the, the, and the families, are, you see them on the news there and they're like, we sunk all our retirement savings into this franchise. <laughs> into we this. were told it was going to, you know, guarantee our income for the next 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, for fuck's sake, no. First of all, diversify. Uh, sure. You know, look, second of all, Franchises, come on. No, no, don't buy whatever it is. The person asking for these thousands of dollars up front for the intellectual property for their dog delivered homemade gourmet. I just, it dog makes meat me. Dog meat business. Dog meat business. It makes me so Imagine unhappy. That. Dog meat delivered to you by a dog. It'd be so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Also, <laughs> oh, it's a talking dog. <laughs> and there's. Like he, it's not his meat, mm. but there's a. He's wearing a sort of a coat mm. that looks like dog, right? And there's a little compartment that you can crack open. It's like you're opening up his back, and in there is a little chiller. Yeah. And there's just little slabs of dog meat. Oh, it looks like you're opening up his like his hind leg yeah. and just grabbing a yeah, slab. Yeah, but of he's just meat. wearing a slightly bigger kind of doggo doggy exoskeleton. That's a great idea. Because a lot of like dogs that are a bit fat, older dogs, yeah. they get that kind of look where they look a bit more like a barrel. Yeah. And oh yeah, they get a thick dog. Yeah, that thick could dog be, syndrome. Thick, <laughs> TDS. <Yeah. laughs> is, this a, is this a sketch? <laughs> what TDS? Uh, no, I mean, dog meat delivered door to door by dogs. 
Yeah, I think it. I think it absolutely could be. And I think the thing is... Is this another franchise? I think it's a franchise. And I think the thing is, it doesn't have to be dog. Yeah. You know? Like, the meat doesn't have to that's, be dog. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. It could be anything. But it looks... It feels like you're eating dog <laughs> delivered to you by the dog. It's like Uber Eats, but for dog. Yeah. Dog meat. I yeah. like it to be dog meat. Sure. You know, I think... I don't, like, there's actually no laws, I think. Is, are there laws stopping us from selling dog meat here in Australia? Um, you know what? I, I reckon there probably are. Because then what would be stopping us, right? Nothing. Because right? then you would have a but dog. But I think this is a, we've just found a perfect loophole in this law. Yeah, right. Right? Which is like, it's meat that you get out of a dog. Mm. It's just not dog meat. <laughs> yeah, right. But it's called dog meat. And it's it, called dog meat. And people think they're buying dog meat. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not. No, but technically they are. They are, absolutely. Because yeah. yes. it's meat from That's a dog. That's our guarantee to you. Yeah. <laughs> you'll think you're eating dog meat until you taste it. And, and then you'll be like, wait, this isn't dog. This seems eerily similar to other meats I've tried. Well, the big the five. dog meat. Big five. Let's go through them now. Llama. Llama. <laughs> Camel. <laughs> Alpaca. Wren. And giraffe. And... And uh, Ren? capybara? Wren. Wren. Wren? Wren. Wren? Wren. Mm. <laughs> mm, Wren. Um, with the, um, with the, the guy <sighs> at Careers Day. Yeah. So first we're just, we don't realize this, but at first we're watching a video that introduces the idea of the water slide suit, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, there's got to be a starting point in this to explain this silly, silly idea. Right? Sure, Alistair. I mean, I like to personally, I like to drop the viewer into the middle of the action. You know, it's like a, it's like Saving Private Ryan. You're on the beach. Well, I know, know, but like, it can What's just... What's going on? It can just start like, everybody loves water sliding <laughs> like that, right? But yeah, what if you right. could water slide in the, in the company mm. of your own clothes, mm. right? I'm water sliding right now. Yeah. And then it explains I'm the water idea. sliding. I'm water sliding. Sliding. And then it's a pullback and reveal, <laughs> and there's a guy standing, dressed in the mm. in the outfit with a one man band thing, mm. standing next to a TV in front of a class of kids. <laughs> and then that's he goes, "So kids, this is what I do for a living every day. How would you like to get paid to go water sliding?" And so the kids sign up for the franchise. To- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems immoral, and that's because it is. Yeah. Uh, and but well, that's what they do with the Dolomites. You know, that's mm-hmm. that thing they get the the bank gets to go in, sign kids up for children's bank accounts. Mm. That's just a marketing scam. It, it didn't really occur to me until until more recently that banks are just another business. Yeah, mm. yeah, they absolutely are. Yeah, at the time, were they owned, was that bank owned by the Commonwealth? Yes, was it, like a, it was a government bank. So I guess yeah. in that way, that's how they could sort of spin it. They could say, oh, yeah. your money's in with the government. Yeah, yeah, and... What else would you, you... You give everything to the government. People Absolutely. have no problems giving their money to the government. Just lay back. Lay um, back. And... I think we get to write down uh, sporkling as well on that oh, list. Oh, yeah. You haven't written oh, of sporkling. Course. I for, just forgot. No, no, that's quite all right, Alistair. I just, um, we, I it was guess... such a flurry of creativity at the top of this episode. Yeah. You know, they're all various immersive experiences. Absolutely. and And it's just... Because Especially the dog meat one. Life, <laughs> life becomes so normal so quick. Mm. Even the most extreme of things, 
And there just needs to be people who are constantly looking for brand new extreme experiences. There's, there's gaps in markets. You know, people are always looking – business people are always looking for gaps in markets. Mm. But there is some places that are gaps that are surrounded by miles and miles of gap that are so far from things that people <laughs> normally do, <laughs> right? Yeah. That you're just plucking out like, mm. you know, like, you know, a sort of live being a crab experience, mm. right? What, what would that be like to sort of live as a crab underwater mm. for three years, Mm. Right now that there's nobody filling in anywhere near <laughs> that 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 opportunity, you know. And so yeah, there was that one guy. Nobody's doing any of the underwater animal life experience. That's right. For three years. Things, for three years. Yeah. And so, I mean, there was the guy who lived as a goat for maybe three weeks or something like that and wrote a book about it, that mm. journalist. And he, you know, and he wasn't really living as a goat. He was had he some eating arm. grass? Maybe. Well, we got to look into this. Yeah, we'll I mean, look, I, he, there was a whole book. So I feel like somewhere in there he would mention whether or not he was eating grass. Um, yeah. But, yeah. With, I mean, that's my, that's my first question. I think that's everybody's first question. What would be that thing? Like, you know, let's say, because here's an experience I don't, I've never had, but I've seen crabs do. Mm. Have you ever been sporkling and seen a crab oh, do yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. You, you, occasionally I'll glimpse a, a crab over the top of my uh, pancetta. And, and this is exactly... Uh, What's a pancetta? It, I think it's... Type a, of ham? Oh, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's kind of closer to like a bacony kind of mm. like cured meat. Mm. Yeah, I just eat probably pure, pork based. pure pancetta. <laughs> just eat a plate <laughs> of sort of a, a pinky goldeny reddy kind of milk, mm. golden red. Mm. It's not a color. Why is ham so slimy? Anyway, look, let's not... It's not always slimy. Usually it's when it's starting to go bad, it gets slimy. It's always so slimy. I mean, there's, a, there's a wetness to it, but you don't want it to be dry. I think we just ate a lot of old ham growing yeah. up. <laughs> and now you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I was just going to say that sporkling would be the perfect place to market the underwater crab experience. And I don't even think this is a sketch idea. I'm just mm. saying mm. the one thing you may have seen a crab do underwater is where they, you know, they have like a, you know, they've got the pincers. Mm. And I don't know if all crabs have this, but they have that, like a kind of flipper, like yeah, a, a kind yeah. of thing that like pushes them under the sand real quick and they can just disappear. Right. I think I think maybe that's, uh, swimmer crabs have the flipper kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just having that kind of magician type trick. Of d- just under the sand just, like that. Yeah. I, I mean, you must be, there must be something like a, some trickery of the feet that kind of loosens up the sand underneath you at the same time. Because mm. I don't think it could be all flipper. You think there's some kind of trickery involved? Well, I mean, like, as in, like, maybe the, you know, there's, they've got six legs, do they? Maybe uh, six or eight? Or eight, right. Yeah. And so then they're, well, they're but probably... But that includes the, the, clipper, the nippers, right? So they've got another six to play with. Yeah, they've got six to play with. Right, right. The, the nippers are up, up front. They, they keep their guard up because they're always watching you if you're snorkeling above them. They yep. kind of keep – they don't let you get behind their back or whatever, mm-hmm. but get mm-hmm. behind their little googly Especially eyes. Especially if you're sporkling and they've got their eye on that pancetta. Yeah, they're <laughs> checking out that pancetta. <laughs> and, uh, and then I think the legs must kind of come in maybe and then loosen up the sand by sort of pushing it outwards. Yeah, make a yeah, little yeah. puff, little magician puff mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that. Get that flipper – it's all downward force or, you know, force going upwards, yeah. pushing them down like yeah. that. And then the dust settles. Dust settles. Probably just their eyes poking out. I don't – yeah, and I don't think it like takes pebbles. much to cover a crab. 
No. You know, they've got that flat surface up there. They're probably already pretty mm. sand-coloured. Yeah. You know? And I reckon that's, that's, you know, that would be an experience that would be worth having. Yeah, I mean, we could do it. We, we could arrange to do this on land hmm. in some way. And I think... In a, like a land aquarium? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Like a... Uh, well, how do you picture a land aquarium? Like, I feel like we just have to set up the right kind of scenario. Like, I don't think we could do it with sand, but we could certainly do it with leaves or something like that. You know, dead leaves. Or well, from... that, that wouldn't be a crab experience. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never seen a crab. I mean, look, crabs may do that with leaves. But it's probably closer to one of those tree crabs. No, you're right. I've taken it away from what was your very clear vision. A very pure idea. Yeah. And just yeah. tried to humanize it, which is exactly what we're trying to get away from. I feel like I had an idea earlier on. Did we mention wizard, uh, not wizards, magicians earlier on in the show for some reason? Did they, did I, they I just come mentioned up? magicians just then. Yeah, but did we puff. mention them earlier still? Or possibly while we're. Or did I oh, just, yes, yeah, yeah. There was something to do with uh, that. Hiding the coin, mm. but wait, was mm. this in this conversation? I think no, no. I think this was pre-pod. I was talking pre-pod. about a, a, about uh, you know when you work in a bottle shop uh, yes. and people steal and they're no good at stealing, and you mm. have to and you see them and then you feel a moral obligation to say, "Hey, I saw you stealing something like that," and that I f- you feel like helping those people so that you don't have to do like have to do that, and you go, "Hey, look, this is how you make a." See, watch this video. How you make a coin disappear? Yeah, and then and then, but just do that with a can of Woodstock. Yeah. So, is there something in mm. a magician mm-hmm. stealing shoplifting? Yeah, I think there absolutely is. They like, they, like, they should be the best at it. You would think. Mm. Yeah, sleight of hand. You know. Yeah. It's uh, it it, it yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where we go with it exactly. But, I, but like, maybe it's a real problem. Yeah. You know, uh, sort of like a. I haven't seen this movie, but I think it's called Now You See Me. Mm. So sort of like a petty Now yeah. You See Me, like a Now You See Me for petty crimes. Alistair, you've absolutely turned that into something. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really into it. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's the because I think they are magicians or illusionists or something yeah. in that show, and they're stealing from casinos, pulling big heists, probably. That sounds like the kind of it sounds like Ocean's Eleven, but, but with magicians. Yeah, 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 but with fedoras and fedoras. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this is uh, that, but with pathetic shoplifters mm. stealing alcohol from a bottle shop. <laughs> Just. Yeah, it's just up up the sleeve, uh, mm. behind the ear. Mm. I don't know if they, they ever do hide anything behind mm. the ear. Misdirection. You Misdirection. Know. Look over there. Yeah. They, they have a beautiful assistant to come with them. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's the full show. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, I'm going to need... Uh, they may, Like, do they come in and try and do it under the pretense of they're just doing a magic show in the shop? Like, I'm going to need uh, a six-pack. Right, and then they make that disappear, or do they? Yeah. Um, I look. I think that that would be. I think, if anything, that would be a beautiful introduction to the character, mm. right? Mm. And they kind of like they they hide all six um, beers in different beers in different parts of you yeah. know ones under their hat and things like that, right? <laughs> but then what they're really building up to is as a sort of poor magician. Clearly, mm. he must be poor if he's. Uh, stealing. Yes. Um, Only the poor commit crimes. You read deeply into what I was, mm. exactly what I was saying, mm. uh, and I'm, at least 
I, I imagine in some part they they they're involved in more of the pettier crimes. Blue but collar crime. Blue collar. I guess I'd say so. Or even unemployed crime. Mm, mm, yeah. T-shirt. No but, collar. But I think what they're building up to these guys uh, is they need to steal some tricks from a magic shop. Great. You know? Yeah, he yeah. needs he needs new one of those new wands that turns into a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, yeah. The guy needs some doves, right? Which they might not sell at a magic shop. I'm not sure. I, I mean, it'd be an amazing, amazing thing to pull off, wouldn't it? Boosting, boosting doves from uh... boosting. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, I feel like I've ground this into the dirt. Uh, sorry. What, what with, with I think I think I did with no. my my uh, trying to be funny with dealing with the uh, accusation that um, people poor people commit crimes. No, 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 no. That's fine. I I, I mean uh, there, but I would like to talk about this, Alistair. Yes. The poor people committing crimes, right? Yeah. Because we can talk about uh, you know. Such and such person um, going into a bottle shop, mm-hmm. taking a couple of cans of Woodstock, as you say, or Jim Boom and Coke or whatever it is, mm-hmm. off the shelf. And that's taking away from the public, right? That's taking away pre-mixed drinks that could have been drunk by you or I. Sure. Right? And that's, that's the sort of crime that it's easy to see and get a hold on. Mm. But what about high-level fraud? Yeah. That means that those companies were never able to produce that Woodstock in the first place. You know, the white collar crimes, the embezzlers, the mm. uh, the the accountant, the dodgy accountant who shifts a whole lot of money out of that company into a personal account. Yeah. So they mm. were never able to make, and it could be hundreds of thousands of bottles mm-hmm. uh, or cans yeah. of Woodstock that never even made it to the shelves. Yeah. Uh, and and you saying that that's a poor person doing that? I uh, know. I'm saying that that's a we 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 think of oh out stealing alcohol as being a thing for Absolutely. poor people, and yet you know it's the rich, it's the entitled mm-hmm. white collar people who actually probably steal much more alcohol yeah. in a roundabout fashion. It's the know? kings and queens of nations mm. who are yes the <laughs> the the worst bottle of thieves. Yeah, who are you know who are taking the the booze straight out of our kids' mouths. Yes. Um, Sorry, kids. No booze today. The queen drank it all, metaphorically yeah. speaking. She made a buck or two. Mm. She's drunk off her tits, uh, so to speak. Mm. You know, on power. On power. To the... take away your booze. Yeah. Is that anything? <laughs> Look, yeah. I... I think. I think just casting those ideas mm. of you know, well, yeah, the you know the. And, and also those kinds of crimes, the the white collar crimes, mm-hmm. somebody embezzle money or whatever. That, it doesn't matter how much they end up taking; they always sort of seem to get treated better and have lower sentences yeah. than people who will do some much more petty crime, but something that is you know associated with being poor. Yeah, because I think in a way you kind of just respect them for being rich. Mm, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah. like, sure, you committed a crime, but you know, I got to respect you were rich. I mean, I got to <laughs> respect that that you were. You managed to get rich somehow. Um, uh, jury, before I send you away to deliberate, I'd like you to bear in mind that, yes, uh, the information points to this person being guilty, but the information also suggests that they are rich. So, mm, Well, I mean, I think a court case, I mean, this is, you know, this is 
I think classic the, think tank I, I think court case sketch. Court case sketch, yeah. And I think that I believe this is what it like my interpretation of it would be uh, what we would call ham fisted, where you go, you literally pancetta? maybe pancetta fisted, mm, mm. you know, um, sort of a turkey ham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where where essentially he's he's likening the crime that this white collar person did yeah. um, to a to the stealing from a bottle shop. Yeah. And then saying, however, you know, and then but you are rich and you gotta respect that. You gotta give him a little, you know. Yeah. Is that is that not is that not enough for a sketch? Uh, I I like the the first bit of the idea of like the lawyer trying to make it relatable for the mm. jury. Yeah. You know, so so uh because because sort of almost talking down to the jury, we couldn't expect the jury to understand. Mm. Yeah. So this is like the the prosecutor rather than the defense. Uh yeah. Yeah. Mm. It could be the prosecutor trying to put the crime into terms that the jury would understand of like how many cans of Woodstock or something it could be. There's also an interesting thing of like a a billionaire, a multi multi billionaire mm. being on trial for something, and the idea of a jury of their peers of being other all other billionaires mm. in some way. Yeah, I mean, and is this person being a billionaire being sort of in a court case for shoplifting? Mm, I think. <sighs> I don't know, Alistair. I've got a feeling that if they were in there for a crime that was like the th- the embezzlement or the theft of billions of dollars in some totally abstract way or mm. market manipulation or yeah. whatever it is, and it's just so far beyond the jury's ability to comprehend mm-hmm. uh, and the attempts to make relatable the amounts of money involved to the jury yeah. could be... There could be a whole sketch in that, but uh, yeah. I sure. Should I put this down as... You could write it down as a um, half idea or something if you want. Halfy. Or, All right, yeah. I'll put it down as a half. Um, while, but while you're doing that, Alistair, this is actually, this is great because, you know, what are we, what are we accusing these white-collar criminals of? Shaving a little bit off the top. Yeah. And uh, that's exactly what uh, harrys.com forward slash think tank is going to allow you to do. You know, shave a little bit off the top, or of your face. as I like to call it, the front. But it is really the top of your face if you shave lying down, which I do, with yeah. a mirror on 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 your back, on the back. I, I lie back on on the ground, mm. and Some... because it's a little bit like that experience of being at the barber shop, which is really nice. Mm. That really, you know, that lie back, that straight edge razor experience. What I do is I lie down on the tiles of my bathroom, I blue tacked a mirror to the ceiling, and I shave myself. Um, with my feet up against the sink, and uh, it's uh, it's just a little classier, mm. you know, a little bit of a treat for me. Absolutely, and that's just one of the things that you can do with your Harry's starter pack. Mm. If you go to harrys.com forward slash think tank, you'll get yourself thirteen dollars worth of of value. Yeah, right for for nothing. Don't even worry about it. What? All right, they're just going to give that to you. Thirteen dollars starter pack. You got your shaving. Uh, thing with your five blades. What a shaving experience. Alistair, I shave with this. Yeah. And it's great and I feel good. 
Absolutely. I've, Every single time, and I don't cut myself nearly as much as I do with my other crappy I razors that I've used. I'm going to start shaving other things. Yes? Yeah. Great. Uh, I think that this is such a smooth shave. I, I'd consider sh- shaving any part of my body. Any part. Even Eyeball. parts that don't have hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inside of I the would cheek. love to shave. Lip. Lips. Uh, That's may- the thing. You think lips don't have hair, but then... You'll shave them with the Harry's razor, and you'll be like, "Oh no, wait, that's a smooth that, lip." Yeah, yeah. And I, I there almost... are microscopic hairs all over that. Mm. And once you once you go there, there's no going back because it'll just feel like a forest to you. Yeah. Just, like if you let that hair grow in, again, mm. once you've had a truly shaved lip, yeah. I'd I'd love to shave all the taste buds off of my tongue. Get mm. a truly smooth tongue. Mm-hmm. I think and start again. Start again. You know, just... Absolutely. Get all these dead layers off. Yeah. Sort of like an exfoliation of the tongue, mm-hmm. but not cutting off dead things. Cutting off things that maybe one day will be dead. That's how. That's how preemptive this attack is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wiping out a new empire, just just to save them. From the the tragedy of their decline and the, fall. The, the decline of an empire. Yeah, and that's what you do with Harry's razors on your tongue. On my tongue. That's what you'll do when you go home. One day, and maybe. you report back on that. Yeah, I oh. think like you could. I've got two babies. Yeah, and I've started shaving them with Harry's razors. That's great because, much like the lip, you know, mm. babies aren't as smooth as you think. Well, a lot of them, especially. Babies that are born premature are still covered in a sort of a peach fuzz. That's right. You know, they haven't lost that kind of outer layer, like a like a like a deer's antler, mm. which is another thing you can shave. So the the peach the peach fuzz is that because is that another evolutionary relic? You mm. know that like from back in humans' evolution from our beastier years, beastier years back when we were more peach than we were man. Yeah. We, uh, when we were closer to the peach tree than we were to the... Angels? To, uh, no, to the beasts. The beasts, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's uh, Razors, harrys.com forward slash think tank. Get yourself that amazing starter pack. All those things. You've got your handle, handle travel case. You've got your blades, your, you know, your, your thing with all your blades, your, your head, mm. and you've got your... Um, travel cream, pack. Travel pack. I mean, Andy says that the handle is weighted, but you know what? Every single one of the things that they send you has weight. Has weight, possesses yeah. weight. Sorry, I don't want to create the impression. No, no, no. There, yeah, yeah. There are, what, what's the particle that gives things weight? Higgs bosons. There are Higgs bosons. I mean, the, they throw the Higgs bosons in for free. Yeah. <laughs> the Higgs interacts with the particles in mm. every, not, neutrinos are not uh, one of the components of the manufacture of this. Uh, sure. This thing. Andy. Yes. Um, so the word Adam. Adam. A-T-O-M. Essentially, essentially means, it means, and they, and I think that they knew this, right? They, the word means, A, a is not, mm-hmm. right? And Tom is means, <laughs> means cuttable, yeah, right? Divisible. It's non-divisible, mm. right? Democritus, and I'm pretty Greek sure, philosopher. And I'm pretty sure that they, they called it an Adam after they knew that they, it was probably splittable. No, that's not the case. There's none of the case. No, no, Democritus, as I said, the ancient Greek philosopher, came up with the concept of the atom, called it the atom for the name indivisible. He would have said that there would have been something out there that would have been indivisible, but and I think he probably gets credit for it. Right. But he, he didn't know what he was talking about. Well, I mean, he 
he would have never conceived of how small an atom was right, or what right. it really was. He I think, would have probably looked at it, it would have been like, like you know, tiny, like, like half as big as your fingernail. Yeah. Because yeah, that like, was about as small as they could imagine things back, back then. then. Yeah, they yeah. were they were tearing up, you know, like they were breaking, you know, they were like talking, they were essentially talking about grains of sand and mm. they were like, I reckon you probably split this another three, four times. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd like go- take a grain of rice yeah. and then they'd use a knife and they'd split that in half and they'd be like, oh, it's hard to get the knife in to do it again. Mm. That's probably about about it. And that's what he meant. Yeah. Democritus. Democritus. Where I feel like his name has really lived on through... Democracy. Mm, yeah. Other works. Was he was he involved in? I think he in, may in have been involved in democracy. Of de- yeah, 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 yeah. He's a yeah, he, yeah. he's a pre-Socratic, isn't he? Oof. Yeah, gotta be. Surely. I mean, I don't want to group all these people who came before Socrates as just you know pre-Socratics. But, but I mean, uh, they were. I mean, they they never admitted that to themselves. Um, not at the time. Not no. at the time. <laughs> I woke up in the morning and I was feeling pretty pre-Socratic, Socratic, I've got to tell you. Um, I mean, every man is born pre-Socratic in a way in terms of you, you, are, you are before the ideas of Socrates. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I mean, in a way, Alistair. You were probably about to say hell. something way better. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that what you're suggesting is really that we, now that we know that the atom mm. is, is, is actually divisible. Yeah. Right? Quite divisible. Probably need to change the name. We've got to change the name. Maybe right? like so now we've got to call tum- them like, sp- now nah, go for your life, spit them, split them heapsables. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I think we can keep the Tom. Divisible is still a word that we can use. Mm. I mean, we mm. could probably just call them Tom. We could call them Tom. <laughs> <laughs> or A-A-Tom. Artem. Artem. A-A-Tom. Atom. So double A. A-A-Tom. Or yeah. we just yeah you can just call just them Tom, Tom Thomas or Sumtum yep Sumtum yep you know we know they're divisible some in some way mm. uh, if you really spend a bit of time at it then Tom Say if you've that. got the if you've got the right tools and mm. uh, you know what you're doing yeah. Tom yeah great yeah um, now <laughs> now going back uh, down uh, and and I may have asked you. This before wait yeah. is there a sketch in this idea? I, I don't know, Alistair, but I'm I'm excited and I'm enjoying the could conversation because be, I like science. Could it be a cam- could it be a campaign? Are a we campaign. trying to fix? I mean, it just seems incorrect. Can I just briefly stop you to say I, on a regular basis, think about our sketch about the Nobel Prize for participation, <laughs> and I think it's so funny. <laughs> I like, I'm really into it. Yeah, great. You know, it's just. A Nobel Prize for every scientist who did some science. Thanks for having over a the go. Last year, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, if if you got a science degree and then yeah. you managed to get a job, yeah, then you get a Nobel Prize. But then I also think that there could be some honorary Nobel prizes for like you know how like kids get a 
a, mm. a bravery medal when yeah. they do something like call the police because their mum is stuck in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to do much. And so I think, like, kids could be getting some kind of honorary Nobel mm. Prize for doing some yeah. extremely entry-level bit of science. Anyway... That's just that was just remembering happier times. Sure, of course, uh, not not times like this where we're stuck <laughs> trying to find a name for the atom, for the a atom, for the um, a atom. Uh, what we what were you saying? Uh, maybe you maybe again? this the, the the campaign could be. Mm. Uh, we need to change the name. It's actually quite embarrassing. Mm. We're worried if aliens find out what mm. what we're still calling the atom. It does. Um, it does look. Yeah, but not just you know, not just aliens. I guess any new person that is born and grows up to find out about the origins of the word Adam, and then they kind of go, "Ugh, society, you've allowed this to continue." You know? Yeah, it's not enough uh, for you know, uh, what was they, you know, all it takes for evil to prevail is for mm. good men and women mm. to do nothing. Um, well. I- and and what it is is it's it's just incorrect. It's just the wrong way to refer to it. That's now, right. We know better now, mm. you know. And like so many campaigns that have changed the way that we talk about people in society. Yeah. We learn more about our fellow man now. We we, we know more about uh, about our, this. Our fe- fellow particles. Our fellow particles. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the continuation of using this word by the scientific community Mm. and the general populace Mm. is in some way the reason why Greece has been having so much trouble in the last 10, 15 years because we don't respect them anymore because it's it's these old words Mm. that Mm. seem to suggest that maybe you guys don't know what you're talking about and so we're not going to hire you for you know, whatever it is that they want to do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the um, language has to evolve if we're going to start uh, treating them with the respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, gonna, like if they were getting, they'd be, be able to pay off their debts if they were getting more work. Mm. Oh, you think we could get them to come up with a new name? I think I think we need to wipe the grease off of it. <laughs> 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 off of this, off of this, uh, off of this, you know. This particle, yeah, yeah okay. um, but I mean, they can come up with a, a good English word mm. <laughs> if they want. <laughs> I, I can't see that <laughs> causing any problems. People using a second language to no, I think I think. Look, we'll say, come on, Greece, you did it first. It's only fair that you get another go at it. Yeah. But this time, try and come up with a good English word. <laughs> A nice English word, please. Yeah. That we can use in English. Not like atom. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, then we kind of just have to... I mean, did we come up... We didn't really come up with our own word for it. And I think maybe that's no. our own failing. Yeah, okay. Is sure, that we sure, took sure. on their mistakes. Yes. You know? And that was through laziness mm. that we that we wound up but in But also this politeness, which is a very English thing. That's true. That's true. I mean... And England couldn't have known when they started taking words from Greece that they were going to have so much success in the world. The Greeks? The English? No, the English. Yeah. I mean, they didn't, they wouldn't have known when the word Adam kind Mm. of came about Mm. that they were at some point going to own the world. 
and then spread their language everywhere. And there's going to be a lot of attention on them. A lot right? of attention, yeah. In a way, England is a lot like like a kind of like a YouTube uh, uh, <laughs> superstar. Yeah. Right? Who gets a lot of – has a lot of success, unexpected success, mm-hmm. and thus invites a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. Okay? No one, when people were looking at the angles, you know, or the mm-hmm. Celts, mm-hmm. would have thought these people are going to go on to – Dominate the globe, mm-hmm. navally and culturally, That's right. for hundreds of years. No, um, you couldn't really tell. You, Look, you, looking you at a tell. right, so they were going about their their life, not you know, making mistakes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cutting corners, <laughs> cutting corners, as we all do when we're young. Yeah, right, and then just taking, just absorbing languages, mm. you know, words from other cultures. They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, we want to have to, we want to come up with our own word for Adam. We'll just take the Greek one. Yeah, yeah, and now they, uh, it's all, it's all come around to buy them. They've got all this success, and people are trawling through their back catalogue, mm-hmm. being like, look at this. What do you got here? It's, um, you know, you've you've said this, you've done this. Come on, they didn't know. All right, how big it was going to be. It's like it's like Zuckerberg with Facebook sending a few uh, messages, calling the people who sign up for his service fuckheads or idiots or whatever. Was he doing it, that early on? Yeah, he did that. You know, in the early days, <laughs> dipshit, dead shits, dumb shits, something like that. Anyway, he'd call them up personally. No, he was he was messaging his his mates, saying all these dumb shits signing up for <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Look, Alice, we certainly talked a lot. I think changing the word Adam to something less embarrassing. Mm. And we got some of this story. It's a campaign. Mm. We're, you know, eventually we'll have to do the same thing mm. with, with universe. Mm. Right? We've once again, probably out of laziness, we've taken universe sounds a bit Greek. Yeah. 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 We gotta wipe these mistakes off of our <laughs> Historical asses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Um, I yeah. It's 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 got a it's got a ring of like the republic kind of a thing. Like Australia is ready to become a republic. You know, we want to show that we're a grown mm-hmm. up nation. Similarly, English language needs to. But I I think there's also an angle in this about um, if all these countries yeah. whose words. England had English had absorbed. Yeah, said that they were no longer going to let us use those words, oh, or yeah, there right. was some sort of legal precedent. <laughs> like it's quite interesting that um, the European Union was able to pursue Google for the privacy stuff and the right to be forgotten, and now Google has to allow people the right to have information about them removed from search results on mm. the internet. Um, I'm just surprised that Google is subject to that kind of jurisdiction, that you can implement those kinds of legal things on a, a, a company like that. So I don't see any reason why the European Union, especially with Brexit, you know. Especially with Brexit. Yeah. If, if, the, uh, if Europe mm. couldn't uh, reclaim, mm-hmm. you know, pass some kind of law that would mean that England and the English-speaking people we're no longer able to use words that have been derived from I think that's <laughs> the really European nice. languages. You can only call something an atom if mm. it's if it's a Greek product. Yeah, if it comes <laughs> if from it has Greece. Atoms, yeah. 
if, if those atoms were either forged or at some point uh, mm, processed, processed yeah. in Greece, and then we and then you, the English have to um... <laughs> we'll call them like sparkling white particles. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No. Sparkling white matter. Yeah, uh, sparkling white. Yeah, but the sparkling white, I mean, it sort of works as a prefix because you know where it comes from, but then it doesn't have any additional layers of meaning, which would make that a a truly transcendent pun. A truly transcendent uh, satirical Mm -hmm. idea. Play on on words. Yeah. You know what I've noticed is that none of these empires that, Mm. um, that, you know, rose and then fell Mm. ever... Really get big again, right? Ooh. I mean, I think they sometimes do, but it's under a very different. Because you know the the Rome, yeah, right. There's Rome, kind of like fell for like four hundred years. Or yeah, something, right? but it also sort of became then the Holy Roman Empire, oh. at, or no, and, and and that sort of transformed into the Roman Catholic Church. You know, which had a different kind of yeah existence. So you're saying that kind of my by making statements without knowing anything about the history, <laughs> it's 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 easy to kind of uh, make a mistake. Well, Alistair, but also yeah, from my point of view, it's I've corrected you. Yeah, that's true. And I also don't know what I'm talking about. That's great. So I could look extra stupid. Oh, let's you know, hope. Because to then come in with authority, mm. correcting oh. someone, you're actually much worse. That's why uh, you'll always see me entering every statement with a degree of caution. Yeah. Unless it's... Justifiable. In, unless it involves describing something disgusting about a body. What about China? China's probably done that, hasn't it? Like, I feel like China was... You but know, they, weren't like a wor- they weren't like a world empire. Oh, anything, sure. But how they? many world empires have there been, Alistair? A fair few. How, name one. Name four. Ottoman? I don't... I mean, the Byzantine? Yeah, but these are just all regional. England? These aren't world. There's no the Byzantine... Mo- you Mongolian know, Civilization. You know, the, the Byzantines never made it to South America. Well, they should have. They would have if they hadn't have fallen. Yeah, okay. You know, there probably wasn't a land bridge at the time or ice bridge or whatever. What's that bridge? If only uh, there. Oh, what an experience that would be, you know, to just to rebuild the bridge. You know, so it's like an ice bridge, you know, that, that allowed mm. people to move from like, you know, Russia, Mongolia area to like Alaska or whatever. So, is that the way they went? I think I think it was like that. That was yeah. how the people if, you know, a part of the out of Africa theory is that they kind of spread out into kind of like first that that area between Europe and Africa or whatever, yeah. and then kind of then they kind of spread out and then slowly would have worked their way east and then mm. over that, you know, during some cold time, oh. walked across. And that's the people that later on went all the way down and became, you know, Aztecs and Mayans yeah, amazing. and things like that. I mean, the thing is they didn't have any perspective on it. They would have, you know, for each individuals at that mm. time, it would have been... We're just going a couple of miles over here where there's better fishing. Yeah, you know, if only they, one of them had been like, had had, had, <clears throat> had taken a moment. Yeah, you know, to really stand back and say, "Look how far we've come." No, absolutely. You know, I mean, but, the thing is, is that I, I think none of it. What it wasn't done by just like 
one group of people. It probably happened over hundreds and hundreds well, of years. Maybe. Well, exactly, but that's why you need to have an oral history or some sort of a written record. So you can, as a people, just occasionally still mm. think back to how far we've come. And but sometimes it probably would have just happened just because somebody was like, maybe trying to get out of a bad conversation, and they were like, I'm yeah. just going to go over here for a bit, and suddenly they've <laughs> trod new oh, ground. kind of a... Trod new ground that no, no man has ever uh, set foot on before. You're right. Some of, at least some of mm. the history of, convers- uh, of, of human exploration mm. has been done out of awkwardness. Mm. And we need to pay tribute to those explorers. Yeah. And they... As well, because they really were going where no man had gone before. Yeah. Were much more explorers than, say, Captain Cook, who just went where people already were. Yeah. That's, that seems like less of an achievement. Mm. When we put it like that. But we're going where we've never been before. Indeed. Um, do we have uh, some words from a, a listener? Andrew, we do. Uh, today's words come from listener Chris... Paolo. Oh, Chris Paolo. Yeah. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Chris, I got a good feeling. Chris is a, both a, a friend of the show and a friend of the people who do the show. He uh, is. Hello to you, Christopher. Uh, hello, Chris, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. He's, uh, he told me I could use his last name because he said he wasn't ashamed of listening. <laughs> 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 but... As we've probably said before, um, we are happy even to have listeners who are ashamed of listening. Oh, it still counts. Yeah, absolutely. Shame downloads. iTunes doesn't know the difference. Absolutely. And if anything... Imagine if you sign into an incognito tab to play. (laughs) To play to in the think tank. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I'm not going to say I I even prefer listeners who overcome shame to still continue listening. That's true. Uh, You know, but I'm just saying that they're... Uh, that that definitely is deserving of a medal. I think iTunes, now that we're on this, iTunes should have incognito tabs that you can up, uh, open up Download. when you listen to Embarrassing. Yeah. In fact, that would be a good one for, like, an April Fool's. Uh, you know how companies mm. always do some April Fool's shit? Yeah. I think if iTunes could introduce... Uh, they they announce on mm. April first uh, incognito tabs for iTunes for when you're listening to there you go embarrassing songs that you you know your guilty pleasures guilties uh, maybe Spotify uh, could do it too yeah yeah which you can also listen to us on Spotify yeah um, his three can words can you write that down as a sketch do you reckon what's that oh. like incognito tabs for music music things sure wait um, yeah. I mean I feel like we could go for something even much more. Um, strange. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's probably not going to pu- pull it off as for the. Uh, this, nothing's going to hit that April Fool's oh, yeah. vibe better than this. Oh yeah, sure. Um, and that's what I'm looking for. What about stuff it's like, that makes you go, oh, huh? Uh, Panasonic. Yeah. Has <laughs> has <gasps> released a, a sort of a hood that goes over. The TV, mm. and then straps to the back of your head mm. on where, where you're sort of sitting on the couch, so you can watch TV shows incognito. It's got headphones in it and everything like that, so you can watch your big screen TV mm. still sitting on your couch, mm. but the other people in the room can't see what, what you're watching. No, what yeah. you're watching. Yeah. It's an incognito hood. It's not a good idea. No, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny, Al. 
Um, <laughs> the, somebody could release, right, an incognito hood that sort of straps over your your waist and mm. your genitals, yeah. right, and covers your upper body and up to your eyes, mm. right, so you can do stuff to your genitals and mm. no one will know what you're doing. <laughs> do you think there'll be a point, a time when we'll just have incognito everything and we'll all just kind of... We'll all just look like a like a shadow sort of fuzz walking mm. around. We'll be yep. looking through our eyes, which will have built-in augmented reality, and we'll all have blur on it and everything mm. like that. The government will know who we all are, but we won't know who we are to each other yeah. so that we can avoid any kind of like uh, gender or racial mm. or any kind of uh, – everybody will just look. Maybe like an orb. That's probably what orbs, you know, like orbs from the future are. Yeah, orbs from the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we think that there are some higher species. They're just, this is just the only way that they could get past prejudice. Yes. So that, you know, because I mean, if, you, if you're choosing a regular, you know, body that kind of just mm. looks blurred, you're still being kind of like ableist by saying, oh, well, this is an able-bodied person, so I'll treat them. Absolutely. You know? So, but if, but if we all look like an orb. Yeah, and there's no, like... A circle is a circle is a circle. There's no mm. body shaming possible. No, that's right. Mm. And so you're an orb, and you go into you go to work. You kind of do things. Nobody can really see you, but you're just kind of orbing. But then you can talk to other <laughs> orbs. You're sort of you're probably just typing at a computer or whatever. But, Does your orb have little hands or what? Is well, your... no, they can't see it. It all just looks like it. you just if, when somebody looks at you, you, just they just see an orb. Yeah, but what okay, you're right. you're just typing. It's all augmented. You can see out. Yeah, yep. you can see out, and 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 you don't even really see the orb, but you know <laughs> all you see around you is orbs, right? It's it's so that we can take that. That blind auditioning from orchestras where you just, yeah. you know, you do it behind a curtain, which yep. I guess that's another option. But, I mean, we've already had a sketch where everyone's behind a curtain. everybody's behind a curtain at all times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't want to tread this same ground. No, this is different. This is an orb. This is a futuristic orb. This is orb-mented reality. Orb-mented. And it's just to get rid of prejudice. I think because it's, it's just too much work for people to not be prejudiced. It's easier if everyone just looks like an orb. You won't have a choice. You, and you, you won't... can try and be prejudiced. Mm. In fact, we challenge you. Go mm. on. Yeah. <laughs> Do your best. Try, yeah. You because, can't. Yeah. There's, there's nothing to judge. Everybody will have the same voice. Yep. Yep. Um, and true equality. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Great. I mean, I don't Three know. words from... Oh, you can write that down I'm as well, or augmented orb. reality if you want. Um, but we have three words from uh, Chris friend Powell. of us slash show. Okay. Uh, three words are psychological, mm. pelican, and fungus. Psychological, pelican, fungus. Yeah. Like that's a good selection of words. They're all a mm. little bit highbrow. They're all P words. Fungus? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I picked like, the first two. I was like, I was like, he'll be tricked because the first one starts with an S sound. <laughs> he probably won't get it. He probably won't. He'll be like, wait a second. He's gonna look like a real idiot when he challenges me on this one. <laughs> uh. 
They're three P words. You really set me up there, Alistair. <laughs> nah, good on you. Good on you. It's ya. rare that you capture pure stupidity. <laughs> You know, in its natural state. A moment of pure stupidity. Oh. And that, I mean, that is like, you know, when they've got that footage of that uh, that lizard escaping from all those snakes, you know. <laughs> this is like that, oh, yeah. but yeah. with the stupidity yeah, the, the, escaping from your mouth. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of one idea where it's like there are so many checks and balances along the way in your brain to stop mm. you from doing stupid things. Mm. And the stupidity really was <laughs> the, the lizard, the lizard escaped. escaping all the like the psychological the hands connections grasping that... for <laughs> no don't let this one out that's to, that's way too dumb uh, uh, like that I mean that's a kind of a it's a beautiful image too you know like when when in the Simpsons they would zoom into Homer's brain and it would mm. show some mm. idea of the process in there I think that would be a nice bit of imagery. Zoom in. There's a lizard escaping. Is that, a, is that a, like a sketch imagery? Stupid idea. Um, I'm interested in a verbal analysis of what had to go wrong to allow this to happen, much like they do with air crash investigation or something mm. like that, you know, where they, like, how, why, why were these mm. two planes on the runway at the same time or yeah. the Titanic, you know? Sure. All the things along the way. I'd blame also the way, where I wrote it, and if I guess if people look at the the image that we're going to put on Twitter with the mm. thing, fungus up there definitely looks like it's got a good big rounded hood that mm. kind of you know, and it almost joins the U there. Yeah, you know, at a glance. But again, it Alistair, could look like a P. This is your handwriting. Yeah, and w- you know the word fungus doesn't start with a P, whether well. or not it's written. Doesn't matter, Andy. At the time, if you're not focusing and and you don't remember that it's fungus. Yeah. All right. right. I blame some kind of psychological pelican fungus that Mm. uh, is actually what caused that slip, that slip of the brain. Um, I mean that that that. What do we know about pelicans? Well, I know that I've seen that video of um, the pelican, the pelican eating the pigeon, the pigeon. And that has had an ongoing psychological effect mm-hmm. on, on me. Yeah. Um, one, that, the, one that has been growing? One that has been growing in the dark. Yeah. Uh, and is one day I, fe- I, I worry going to blossom mm. into a bloom uh, that protrudes into the visible world. And that will be the moment when I just eat a pigeon. You know, I'm just there in a the street next to a pigeon and I just grab the pigeon mm. and I shove it. Down my throat. <laughs> Do you think there's a chance? I mean, I guess it's not never off the books. My emotions about uh, I don't. I, I yeah, I think there's a chance. I absolutely think there's a chance, and I think that's what scares me. You know what this makes me think of, right? So recently, there's uh, I think Nick Capper has been on the show a while ago. Yeah. Um. Him. He, him and Mike Goldstein do a podcast right now. Uh, I think maybe called Phone Hacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where they go through each other's phones and they look at personal stuff and, and they, they make fun of each, each other, other and then they text member people in the family and things yeah. in their families and stuff like that. To they do don't text each other? Oh, that'd be fun. <laughs> that'd, that'd be, be nice. really nice. Anyway, uh, they posted about a funny thing that Mike did to Kappa. Kappa's phone, uh, which was where they texted his uncle Guy Kappa and mm. they said, Hey, Uncle Guy, uh, how you doing? Anyway, I just woke up uh, from a crazy dream where you and I 69. Anyway, hope you're well. 
say hi to Auntie for me, right? Oh, it's, God. It's so, it's so awkward. But anyway, I just, what absolutely made me laugh was the uncle's, um, <laughs> was the uncle's response, which was, crikey, <laughs> I hope that doesn't come true. <laughs> You know, with anyway, hope you're well, blah, blah, blah. But, like, just this, like, almost like he believes that dreams do sometimes come true. Yeah. And that there's nothing that we can do to stop that. <laughs> and so let's just hope that that is not one of those. <laughs> because I think just the even the keeping in his response that there's a possibility. Mm. Of that happening. Yeah, I mean... The, like, they it's, wouldn't it's, do everything that is absolutely possible to well, stop it. it's like the lizard and the snakes. Again, you know, that that that, that event where you 69 with your Uncle Guy mm. is... I mean, and now we're just talking about jokes from someone else's podcast. Well, but they probably riffed on it. I'm linking great, it back. No, absolutely, Alistair. I'm linking it back. Linking it back, full credit. Full credit, Lincoln Park. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the Lincoln ballpark right now. In the, in, very much. Yeah. Uh, to that great podcast, mm. Phone Hacks. Phone Hacks. But also it's a good, it's a great, it's a great integrated ad that is unpaid for. Yeah. And uncalled for. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so where I was taking this. Sure. Is that this is what's now happened to you with eating mm. pigeons. Mm. You don't even eat meat. No. <laughs> I mean, this... This video was horrendous PR for Pelicans. Yeah. I mean, Pelicans, I like, always seemed like just a a, a, a goofy doofus mm. of an animal, mm. you know, a freak of nature sure. that have survived by, not on the, off the back of their own superiority. No. But, but just... Through the universe's sense of humor and that it likes, mm. it likes a laugh occasionally. Yeah. And but now we know that they just will eat a live pigeon. And this, I think, the thing is, I don't even know who to feel bad for in that scenario, because sure, it sucks for the the, pe- for the, the pigeon. pigeon, absolutely. But I mean, can you imagine having a pigeon in your mouth, hmm. like a street pigeon as well? Street pigeon, first. First, you're you're just getting it through the mouth, and into the mouth. There is fungus on that pigeon. There's all sorts on that pigeon. Absolutely, right? But then you got it in your big floppy bill. Yeah. All right, in that <laughs> pouch, right? In the kangaroo pouch that you have as a mouth. Yeah. Right? And you're like, what do I do now? Right. But then you have to swallow that live pigeon. Right? Fuck. Now, I don't know if you're waiting for it to cease to struggle while it's still in your beak. I don't know that you can afford or... that because a pigeon is not like a lot of other stuff that you eat. A pigeon's got all <laughs> sorts of pointy bits on it. Mm-hmm. They got a beak. Yeah. They got those talons. Yeah. They probably have a few just broken shards of glass that they've picked up along the way. They're a fucking pigeon. They're a pigeon. They're covered in disease yeah. and they're scratching you. And... Like, you're eating something that has an asshole. Like, mm-hmm. it's... And it's stressed. It's shitting in your mouth. It's shitting in your mouth. It's maybe vomiting out of yeah. terror. Yeah. And um, you may have broken up different parts of it. Maybe its gut is spilling into your mouth. 
So is this so a sketch? It's a sketch about this pelican. Yeah. And his life post <laughs> post eating. Oh, wow. Post eating that that pigeon. I think that's really interesting. I think and maybe I just went for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is he trying to own it? Is it like a road back for that pigeon? That pelican? Is I, it like what's the kind of redemption? Uh, he first he's. Like it's just a, you know it's like a one on one interview. All, mm. all you're just seeing the like pi- Ellen. Uh, I think it's like it's more kind of like uh, in a slightly darkened room, sitting a lo- you know on a chair. Sure. You don't see the interviewer because Ellen does have a lot of people who get famous on YouTube on her show. That's all I'm saying. That's true. So does Tosh Point oh, but Tosh. I don't think Point we're going to have okay, we're going to put it in that setting. All right, <laughs> that'd be quite interesting. Set a sketch on another comedy show. That's great. That's yeah. a fun idea. Get the pelican on. But then but then would you get him to do it again? <laughs> Isn't that what Tosh Porto does very often? Yeah, sort of yeah, recreates he would, he things. He would get them to, yeah, he would get them to eat another live bird or yeah. do you want to try and do this so that it's not so fucked up? Like, I guess, what was he trying to do? Like, I guess if it had been cooked, it would be fine. Do you think it was just like, it was just kind of... I feel like that... that that pelican was on meth. Yeah, or maybe it was like it was lashing out because of like because there's people around. So there clearly there's people probably feeding some of the birds. Yeah. I don't know, but did it is it was he pissed off that he wasn't getting enough bread? Or <laughs> you know, what if what if the pigeon was eating all the bread and then he's like, "Well, fuck <laughs> this. I'm eating the pigeon. It's filled with bread." <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, then, I mean, well, look, and when we cook cook birds, mm-hmm. what do we do? Stuff them full of breadcrumbs. That's right. So. <laughs> it's like really all it is is the uh, uh, the sashimi mm. of the, uh, yeah. the the baked pigeon world. That's right. And I think I think I think there's a sketch in a pigeon and a pelican, sort of trying to justify what happened. Yeah. Right. And uh, like, maybe the pigeon does some commentary on the video, trying to the explain. The pigeon it. does. Uh, the pelican. Okay. Right. The pel- sorry, it's it's hard for me. I get those. Do Do you think we could? Do you think we could also talk to the pigeon's family? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that pigeon putting itself in that scenario makes me feel like the pigeon <coughs> probably was a bit of a loose unit anyway. So you think that a pigeon? should have been aware that pelicans ate pigeons. Because I don't know if that had ever happened before. And I think we all learned a lesson that day. The pigeon, the most brutal lesson of all. Yeah. But then was it a useful lesson for any of us? Because is that a thing that is ever going to happen again? I think I would certainly be careful, like, if I had a small dog Mm. around uh, a pelican. pelican. Yeah. Whereas before that... It would have just been like, hey, you, dog, hey, go, go over there and play with the pelicans. Pet, pet the pelican. <laughs> go romp with the pelicans. You're my pet, and the pelican is your pet. Yeah. Go treat it badly and get in its personal space. Anyway, somewhere in there, hmm. the pelican has also developed some kind of mental condition, psychological condition from... Sure, sure. And the p- pigeon's covered in fungus. Yeah, or yeah, that or the pelican now has just—he's just got a fungus on his shoulder. Mm. Maybe he's like you know, obviously psychologically he was affected by eating mm. that. You know, no one, 
no one was more affected by eating that pigeon than me. Yeah, and in way, in a way, I've already been punished. Mm, that's right. You know. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing, there's no more greater punishment that society can deliver to me. If than anything, having to shit out a pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> Shit it out as well. You think mm. it was still alive when it came out? Out the cloaca, out the, the official cloaca. orifice of the Two in the Think Tank <laughs> podcast. A pelican egg. I've never thought about what a pelican egg would look like. Or even like a, like a brand new pelican. Fresh Ugly. from the egg. What they, yeah, they would put, I mean, f- furless. Yeah. They, wouldn't, they would have no fur on them no whatsoever. Fur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I was just going to, oh yeah, anyway, I can't remember. So it's all right, eh? Andy. That is all our sketches for That's today. That's all our sketches. Thank and that you, was Christopher Paolo, good, for for those good episodes. Um, Some real, real strong start. Had a great time at the start. Got a bit bogged down. While we're while we're promoting things, yes. Chris Paolo was involved in writing the film The Brothers Nest. Was he? Yeah. Oh man, I've heard really good things. Yeah, and that's so, awesome. And so that's an independent film that is out now in Australia. Please go watch that. Uh, it's got. Uh, Shane Jacobson. Shaken Jacobson and his... Shaken Jacobson. Shaken... Shaken... Shaken Bake? Yeah. Shaken... Shaken... Jake... And Clayton, right? Yeah. Is his brother Clayton? Yeah. Clayton Jacobson. Yeah, he oh, he's both starring and directing... Yeah. Directing so, it. Um, I think he's done directing it. Yeah. It's out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Go and see Probably that. done starring in it as well, to be honest. Well, yeah, um, maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. Really good Australian crime heist thriller. How often do you get to say those wor- words? Film. Really great Australian film. Not very often. Not, Not since Crocodile Dundee 3. That's right. Lost in LA. Lost so. in LA. Yeah, great. All right, here's the sketches for today. Kids, how'd you like to get paid to go water sliding? <laughs> this right? is the guy who's the one man band with the water slide suit. Yeah, with the water He's ba- there at Careers Day. He's there at Cook Careers Day. He's talking about how you can always be water sliding and you could be making money. Because what do people love about water sliding? The wet back <laughs> and the disorientation. <laughs> and that it never ends. <laughs> um, we got dog meat delivered door to door by a dog. It's in a dog that's in a suit. It's wearing a dog suit that's a little bit bigger than a dog, but it still looks like a dog. Mm. And in order to get the meat out of the dog, it's just, it's just a, I mean, it's your, it's a usual meat delivery system, right? So it's like Uber Eats, but for butchers. It's a dog eat dog, doggy door to door. Yeah. And yeah, either way, even if it isn't dog meat that they're delivering, which it sometimes can be depending Mm. on what country you're, you're in, uh, it's always dog meat. It's always dog meat. That's our sl- slogan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they say uh, our slogan is, it's a dog invites you to eat dog world out there. <laughs> it's a, yeah, your dog. Anyway, sporkling. Sporkling. That's, uh, obviously, that's the underwater goggles for the mouth. Yep. Um, so you can... Uh, that allow you dine to... Dine in the brine. Dine. I'm just going to do a lot of rhyming That's sort great, of stuff. That's great, Andy. Dining in the brine is absolutely yeah. the slogan for this. Dine in the brine. Um, but, you know, but we, we do allow you to do this in fresh water as well. Sure. <laughs> as well as uh, sort of pools. There could be pools yeah. for it. Yeah. And puddles, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think that if you live in a really dry country, you should be excluded from a brine dining experience. Sure. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Here's a half sketch. Um, trying to make billions of embezzled dollars. 
um, relatable. relatable to the commoner jury. Yeah. And uh, it's a uh, it's a real tricky stuff for yeah. this lawyer. I mean, I think it's I think it's funny, like in terms of like plan it. Down. Let's make that re- let's let's put that into terms you'd understand. Seventeen billion dollars. That's four and a half billion cans of beer. Or yeah. Or in Australia would only be six cans of beer per person. Yeah. You know, something like that. Changing the word Adam to something less embarrassing. Great. You know? Or it's, it's had it, its time. It's wrong. We just know it's wrong. It's probably got something to do with the mm. England leaving the, the EU, EU, but it also can just be fixing the mistakes of history. Mm-hmm. And God knows England has got to face up to some of these historical uh, errors that they've made. And all they are, uh, all <clears throat> the historical errors that England has made, I want to be clear, relate to choice of language. And Those are the only ones. Well, if you won't give back the something of the pantheon or yeah, whatever, the at least, Elgin mar- marbles. At least stop using an incorrect Greek word for quite an important building block of uh, matter. Quite. Quite. Then we got incognito tags for either music, for like a kind of like a, you know, either Spotify or iTunes. Mm, you know, this mm. could be an April Fool's vibe type thing. Or, you know, you could have like incognito hoods for sort of your Panasonic TV or, you know, you could, it could come with your mobile phone. Yeah. You know, it's not fully incognito if people can still look at what you're doing from, a, from you know, just over your shoulder. Incognito tabs for talking to people. Yeah. Sort uh, of like they had in... In like uh, what's that movie with that TV show with ninety nine? Get smart. Get smart. Yeah, and that's what you should do. Mm. Uh, and then we got the uh, orb-mented reality. I don't think we need to go that any further. Everyone's replaced with an orb, so there's no prejudice. Yeah, and uh, we got uh, the pelican reliving and justifying why it ate that pigeon. And yeah, uh, and if and you that, haven't seen that video, and, don't because it, it'll haunt you. It will haunt you. Um, yeah. But if you do want to see it. Despite our uh, our ideas, uh, our, our warnings, mm. um, just type in pigeon and pelican into YouTube, and I imagine it'll be the first ten it'll results. It'll be in the first hundred. And it'll uh, come up. Get ready for a new memory for life. Yep. All of that. Um, Alistair, you wanted to mention something. Oh, uh, I I did a show at the venue Spleen recently in Melbourne here. And uh, although I did not see it, somebody uh, alerted me that a member of the audience of that show had a sign that said, uh, international fan of Two in the Think Tank. And I want to say thank you. Uh, firstly, for coming all the way to Australia. I mean, I would say yeah. that to any person who is either visiting Australia or immigrating to Australia. Thank you Thank for you. coming. Yeah, uh, you're contributing to our economy. Yeah, and uh, you're, you're contributing to your own wealth of life. Yes, and you thank know? you for doing that. And thank you for doing that. that thank you for doing heavy. something for you. Taking care of yourself, but also for you know publicly putting yourself in a situation where you're holding a, a fandom sign of some sort that yeah. is unbelievably generous, and I'm sorry that I didn't see it and point you out. It would have been, it probably would have been a worse experience for, for you if I had have done that. You could have gone and found them and said hi after the show or something, Alistair. I, I, you could yeah. have made some effort of some kind. 
I, I was told as I was walking out the door, but I'm glad that I'm cornered here. Uh, yeah. I want you to, but in many ways, I'm doing some effort now. You are. You are. That's lovely. Thank you so much to whoever that person is. Yeah. And, um, and if you want to contact us and take a photo of yourself with the sign and, and then send it to us. We can post it on our socials. Yeah, great. And if you um, – I haven't been doing any gigs recently, but if you want to come and find me at the park or something yeah. with your sign, yeah. uh, you and can if you have a there son, while I play you have with a, my kids. Yeah, if you have a son or a daughter or something like that, that makes your, your appearance at a park even more re- relevant. And it's if all you <laughs> don't have one, just find one. Just bring a kid. Yeah. Uh, or bring one of Andy's kids that maybe he's lost. That will uh, be a great surprise. Th- wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what a great surprise. What a great surprise. <laughs> My lost child. Uh, just don't be the reason he's lost it. That's right. You know? So. I mean, we think you tend to think that somebody is less suspicious if they're at the park with a kid. Mm. But how do you know that's their kid? That's right. There you it's go. very suspicious. Now this is going to ruin everything for you. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you, George, for doing the editing. I don't thank you enough. Thank, yeah. You're lovely. Thank you to everybody who's contributed to our Patreon oh, right now. Oh, my goodness. Pumping out two episodes extra a month yep. of uh, other stuff, slightly different. You know, one where we come up with just five ideas for something that you guys have suggested. Yep, uh, got some then, great suggestions coming in, so yeah. keep sending those to us. And the, we've also got uh, the two in the sitcom tank where we are workshopping a sitcom idea. Yeah, so you can check that out if you are an eight dollar level Patreon supporter. Yeah, and uh, you know you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. We're at Two in Tank. Thank you to Harry's for supporting this episode. Harry's.com forward slash Think Tank. Thank and you thank, to Planets Broadcasting. And thank you all of you for supporting the podcast because we love. love you very much this podcast is part of the planet broadcasting network visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.